to another commentary special episode of Autopsy of a Horror Movie. My name is Brucker, and today I am sitting down to commentate and watch the film from 2020, The Invisible Man, directed by Lee Wanell and starring Elizabeth Moss. Thank you so much for coming back to the show. I am super stoked to do this. Some quick housekeeping things before we get going. First off, I am paused at six seconds into the movie so the universal logo is just beginning um and i will let you know when i do my start my countdown for that here soon but i am thrilled to be sitting down to watch this the first time i watched this movie was when it became available on vod to rent at home early on to the pandemic and i remember i really enjoyed this movie i just remember i loved it I watched this actually before I saw the 1933 original movie, and if you haven't, be sure to go back and listen to my episode on the James Whale 1933 uh, rendition of this film, which was a really fun episode with my friends Levi and Rachel. But today, again, going to be covering this. If you haven't seen this before, you are in for a treat. I think that this is a really good movie on Letterboxd, which is a website that I trust. Um... It has an average rating of 3.6 stars out of 5, which is pretty good. I gave this a personal, personally, I ranked this at 4.5 stars. We will see if I feel the same way after this movie. Um, and some non-podcast or, you know, movie stuff, uh, housekeeping things I want to talk about. Uh, if you follow me on Instagram and Twitter, you already know I'm about to go on kind of a break. Uh, but I wanted to get one more movie commentary, one more movie commentary track in. Holy crap! I haven't even had any alcohol today, folks. Um, but I want to get one more in just before I go on my break uh, because I did promise the Buy Me Coffee supporters a commentary track for the 1933 Invisible Man. But halfway through recording that, my mic <laughs> became like dislodged or something, and I didn't realize it until after the fact so my voice sounds super distant and echoey because then my computer mic started to pick it up not my real mic so that was frustrating and that was like my third time trying to sit down and do that once i was just like pulling my hair out with that but so on my last target run i saw the invisible man was only like 12 bucks i was like all right well let's do that that sounds really awesome um the next few weeks while i am on my little recording break you will still get some episodes because I have lots of really cool interviews with lots of different people. Uh, I'm just going to release those slowly. My original plan was to combine them all for like one really big episode. But um, thankfully, I have enough to cover me through definitely July and maybe part of August. So be sure to stick around and be subscribed for those notifications. But anywho, I it is a Friday night for me. I'm, it's a Friday night alone. My fiance is out of town doing some wedding dress shopping with her mother, and I'm, I, she took the dog with her, so I got no responsibilities right now besides just doing this. So uh, I've already had a pizza. I am. I will eventually be cracking open a summer Sam, a Sam summer ale, during this. But um, if everybody's ready, have your snacks all good. Uh, good and ready let's go ahead and start this movie again i am paused at six seconds in and i will be hitting play in three two one play
apologies if you hear my DVD player running occasionally. This is, I, I like this movie so much. Um, this is this is my first time revisiting it since I you know watched it when it first came on VOD. So I'm really excited to see if I have the same feelings that I did the first time I watched this. Super cool effects with the the water uh, outlining the the credits here and the eventual title card. It's, it's it's very cool. I like it a lot. And it's, it's maybe it's kind of like a play on words with title card and like title waves. I don't know. That's kind of interesting to think about. I also really like how this one decided to, I don't know, go about this story. It's very different, but still sort of in the same vein as the original movie. This one is definitely more of a domestic domestic abuse story, which I, th I think that they handle very well. You're going to hear me open my beer here. Very quiet and stressful scene here. Because this this opening is so good because we, you know, we, we don't really need to see how abusive he is to really get the tension here. All the tension is coming from Elizabeth Moss and how we see how careful and um, precise as she's being with everything. We're, we're really getting, oh wow, like the stakes are definitely high for this character. I gotta say, this, watching this movie wearing headphones is actually really awesome because the sound design is really good. So it's just right there in my ear. I hear all the waves and everything. It's so good. Super tense. I love that we still hear just like the waves of of the of the ocean coming and going. And just like the the little noises of like her just pouring the water down the drain, just how much that echoes in this uh very modern house which i don't like the modern architecture i mean that like like my personal taste i, I wouldn't want to live in that 
it, it makes sense for this character because uh, you know he is a big wig in tech. So she's been planning this planning this for a while. She has a go bag. So she always, so that way she could keep an eye on him as she is escaping, which is a really smart move. That's something I would want. This place is just kind of creepy, <laughs> on its own. Yeah, those like silhouettes of the jackets or. Everything, uh, not jackets, the, the mannequins in the background. Kind of ominous. Oh, his last name's Griffin, like Jack Griffin from the uh, the original movie. I love how, I don't know, we're kind of following her through the house like this. That, like, we're not, like, just on her tail going through the house we're getting a sense of the house by just like kind of like painting over the walls and everything i like it a lot i remember when that first happened the first time i watched this i jumped because that's kind of a jump scare her hitting the the dog bowl because that's the loudest thing that we've heard and you're like oh shit did, did damien wake up Honestly, I think I would have gone dressed outside. <laughs> I think I would have just kept going. Even the art that he has in there was, like, very modern and, like, I mean, like, very sharp edges. And same thing, like, the house, lots of sharp edges, kind of, you know. He's a very sharp person, both, you know, mentally, but, you know, well, I also kind of think of that as, you know, like, the edge of a blade or a knife. And being a wedge between her and her normal life. Just keep going. Fuck. 
gotta get going. Ooh. Always love that when movies, that little trope of the, uh, the ominous, like, light coming on inside the house to signify danger has awoken. I love it. The sound design is so good. It sounds so creepy. It almost sounds like a noose or like rope tightening more so than like the woods, but it's so good. Come on, Ellie. Drive, let's go. Just go, come on, okay. Just drive, you moron. So creepy. Like, oh, I, that's so good. What a way to open up your fucking horror movie. It's so good. And like, again, I just want to emphasize on the brilliance of this because we got a chase scene without there, in, without there being some sort of inciting incident. Like we we wake up with her, and we just kind of just see how nervous and terrified she is without any without us observing any sort of harm or domestic violence being put on towards her, and like we just get it in the the storytelling. Like this movie shows it doesn't tell. It's it's just great. It does it just hits the ground running so good. I do like her friend here. There there are some really good characters in this movie. And we you know, we still see like the, the lasting effects that of of the, of her abuse here because she's even scared to check the mail. Again, we're not being told 
the things he did we don't i don't i don't think we've seen any like scars or bruises on her we're just seeing the mental trauma that that he's caused this this as i just said this movie is so good at showing And it's also interesting, too, because in the original, we're following Jack Griffin throughout the movie. But here, we're thro- we are following um, the one of his victims throughout the movie. Very supportive friend. Are you being watched? Do you find me a laptop that doesn't have a logo on the back of it like that? That's interesting. (laughs) Hmm. I feel like tape would have worked there. Also, that dude is yoked. (laughs) Awkward family interactions. Third wheel wants to get out. I kind of don't like the attitude that her sister has. You don't need to cut me off anymore. It wasn't her fault. Jeez. Kind of a jerk. (laughs) Optics groundbreaker dead of apparent suicide. That's a way to convey what he did for a living and why it makes sense that he was able to build an invisible suit because he's an optics expert. There we go. There's the supportive sister that should have started the conversation and should have pressed on the gas pedal Faster. <laughs> this is good. I really like this performance from from Elizabeth Moss because, I mean, it's it it feels like a genuine representation of kind of like what it's like to be the victim 
of, of an abuser. I don't know. To me, her going to the bathroom floor felt like that she was conveying some sort of guilt. You know, that did me living me leaving cause him to commit suicide? And while hopefully, you know, there should be some like healing and freedom there. You know, that's that's what these abusers cause. You know. Damn. If he didn't like what he assumed I was thinking, that's horrible. I think that that was a very tasteful way to hint that he would also rape her. Mm -hmm. She definitely needs some therapy. I mean, it's good that it seems like she has friends that are supportive, more or less, but she definitely needs to see some therapy, some counseling. I like that little uh nod or whatever that on her sweater said that she went to architecture school which i find interesting considering who she was dating with damien him being in tech really into high modern um architecture with the house that he was in i don't know it feels like that i don't know like the relationship made sense at one point That's suspicious. I I I really like how this conversation is taking place in a what what looks like like a modern you know like skyscraper or you know business building with like the tall windows and those very sleek office furniture that they're on because this is I don't know it's it's kind of like just oozing Damien uh, because, you know, that was his house, what we saw earlier. But here, this is also him trying to regain control of her life in his 
you know, death. And so it kind of makes sense for the environment to also reflect him in, in that sense with, a, with, the, with the modern architecture and furnishing. And apparently he's in the room. And even his urn has sharp edges. Yeah. And you kind of see all the sharp edges and lines in the background with the buildings. is interesting an interesting pro proposition i don't know how how i would feel about taking that money i guess you know the way you look at it it's kind of like somebody being forced to pay you fees in like a court settlement so that's one way to look at it I love both of their sweaters. They look so cool. They look very comfy. I also want to know how she snuck a ladder in without them knowing. This is this is a cute thing to do. I I, I like this setup for. I mean, it, it's a joke, but it, it's cute. I, I like it. Is that a Christmas tree behind her? That's that, that's life changing. That that that's a crazy amount of money. Yes, that's that's so cool. I love that. <laughs> that's so funny I love how much of a dad he is it's so great and you know, we get to see how they are you know this little family but then we get really creepy shots like this of are they being watched is the Invisible Man already in the house watching them? It's so good. And, like, it's so different, too. Because, like, you know, 
they could, I don't want to say cop out because I don't think it would be copying out if they did this, but, you know, they could just show, like, something moving on its own or we see footsteps or something like that. But we just get, like, these, like this right here, just panning to nothing. Nothing's even moving. But it's so unsettling because you are going, okay, the camera is panning here for a reason. And I don't know why, but I know I'm watching a movie called The Invisible Man. And this is so fucking unsettling. It's so good. And, like, Lee Wanell, I love that the way that he's using the camera here to tell the story without really manipulating the environment. It's so good. And that's something that Quentin Tarantino talks about, too, about how in horror, audiences accept cinema first in this genre specifically. So, like that. Again, we're just, we're just seeing nothing. Because, like, if we were watching... I don't know, like a comedy or a very serious drama or something, having the camera pan randomly would maybe take you out of the story some. But in horror, we accept cinema first for some reason. And kind of like in Halloween when we get the POV. Anyways, it's just so freaking good. And here's like a nice, really wide shot. We get the full kitchen. I wonder what else that this guy has has done. The guy playing James Aldous Hodge. I wonder what else he's been in. Oh, he was in One Night to Miami. He was in Die Hard with a Vengeance. Holy shit. And again, right here. Why did we not follow them? And we're, we see that the gas got turned on even more. For the pan is yeah, starting to smoke. This is so good. Cause you know, this this almost feels like a haunted house movie. This is so good. Also, I wondered what... I guess it was all the grease. Another creepy shot. Just us looking down the hallway that had nothing. There could be someone in your hallway right now. Just the slow panning is so good. Mm. 
Ooh, I feel, I, feel, I feel like I heard like one of the cameras adjusting on his suit. Spoilers, by the way, if you haven't seen this. No, the the window is has a the hexagonal shapes, just like uh, how his suit. The cameras are kind of like in that pattern. Love that. Sorry, I'm being quiet. I'm just like on pins and needles watching this. That would be cool if, like, maybe we heard, like, the very faint sound of, like, the cameras, like, like kind of, like, adjusting a little bit to the light. I just want to say, I really like this house. I think it looks super cool. <laughs> it's not a fully open concept, but it's close. I love this idea of just looking at nothing and it being scary. Oh, shit. That's so good. I don't know, because to me, it's also like, did he just come in or did he just leave? There it is. I was waiting to, to see his breath. It's so good. Oh my goodness. Alright, I'm waiting. Once it gets more action-packed, I'll be able to commentate on more stuff. So, sorry that, you know... During these long, really quiet scenes, it's me being quiet too, but there's not too much to say during those parts.
so unsettling. And again, it's kind of like it's a haunted house movie. It's like a ghost story. He is, you know, in a very real, real way haunting her. Fuck that. The pictures are so damn creepy. It's a nice little nod to to the OG, you know, it looks like Jack Griffin all wrapped up. Which I wonder how they would have written that in if she wasn't a design student or wanting to go into design or fashion. That's, I guess that's probably why they did write that in for that purpose, but oh, that's so... So smart, I love it. Ooh, someone's in that chair, just like how Jack Griffin sat in uh, Kemp's uh, Kemp's study when he sat in the chair when he talked to him about let's roll the world together through murder. That that that's a nice nod. Or was he there, baby? I just freaked out for nothing. I <laughs> now this part got me real good the first time I watched this. It's so good. And, you know, it's kind of, you know, a different take of him stepping in snow. He had to get creative. Okay, what's happening? Step on a blanket that she's holding. And you can't get away from her. God, he's fucking yoked. His triceps are so damn big. <laughs> it's really impressive. So is she always sleeping with his daughter? I just thought about that. <laughs> I love how we see how nervous she is during a job interview. 
Also, sucks that she's being hit on during a job interview. And it sucks that this job interview is not in a private office. I, I, I would be uncomfortable doing this in front of these people. Closet space jokes. Love it. gotta say i love those architecture briefcases so damn cool They're so fancy i don't do architecture i would love to i would love to just get one of those just because <laughs> Oh, snap. This is trippy. Mm. So he's still trying to control her. He's even trying to control what jobs she gets. Mm. Another nod to Jack Griffin from the original movie, seeing the deal all wrapped up. Man, oh, like these creepy, slow, just pans. It's. I would not get out of the shower just to answer a phone. I just want it. Oh shit, you get drugged. Don't even know it. Honestly, this bloody bottle of diazepam, put that in a cabin in the woods to summon this specific um, invisible man. Wonder if other movie props will come up that I'll think of, but so far the bloody diazepam bottle is it's a winner in my book. It's 
Fucking James, I love him. That is so fucking eerie. And I like that we're being... that this is being revealed to us through her perspective of telling the story and not a flashback. I like this a lot. kind of a stretch to 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 say that there we go no the reason why i'm saying it's a stretch is just because i don't know every well i guess it's not a stretch because you know we she did have that encounter with him stepping on the sheets so I just find it interesting that she's going that route and that I'm being haunted by his fucking ghost. His brother gives a very convincing argument here. And he's starting to make you kind of trick you into thinking that he's somebody that you can trust. Wouldn't that be something if this movie decided to take the the twist of Damien actually is dead and she is just insane? <laughs> that that would be something. Dude, it looks like she has a really rad apartment. Mm. 
honestly, her sister should have, like, realized that this email didn't come from her. I don't know. I just... I don't know. That's just stupid. I don't mean stupid as in, like, poor writing. I just mean, like, I don't know, a character flaw. She should have... No, that's not her sister. Or at least be like, hey, what the fuck was this? Oh, Adrian, I've been saying Damien this whole recording, haven't I? I'm so sorry, folks. Adrian, my bad. This music is really good. I wonder who did this. Ugh. Benjamin Walfish was the composer for this movie, who also did Blade Runner 2048. The new, both It and It Chapter 2. Huh. Nice. Oh, I really like this music. And I'm sorry I'm talking about that during this very emotional scene for poor Elizabeth Moss. And is he right there watching this in glee? No. This is a shot shot set up for, for her to come through. I really like this actress that plays Sydney Storm Reed. I'd like to see her in more stuff. Eating cake always sounds like a good idea. Oh, <gasps> shit. Damn. That was so fucked. I I even forgot that was coming. That that got me good. That was part. That was a pretty good jump scare. Shit.
Oh, I like this. This is good. I've been waiting for this. This is really awesome. This is when she tries to chase him, hunt him down throughout the house. Mm. Now she's just going to make a fucking mess. Hmm. I feel like that's kind of like the mantra or story for every final girl. I'm just some suburban person that stumbled into the wrong place at the wrong time. And I like that she's like kind of reasoning with him like, hey, my life is already broken. Thanks to you, bud. Like, mission accomplished. I wonder if this movie could have used a, I don't know, five-minute prologue of just their courtship. Just to like get an I small idea of the meet cute and the happy times, and then just hard cuts to the actual beginning of this movie. I wonder how that would have been. It could have been scarier because then this movie could have. Instead of being, I mean, it would still, it would always still be about domestic abuse, but I feel like with that, that, that added element of seeing their good times in like a montage prologue, um, it would really be playing into this fear of, you know, being careful of like the new relationship, the new relationships that you make, how scary it is to really invest and trust in someone you don't know and then maybe moving into 
make moving too quickly into a serious relationship and you know discovering who they really are things like that it's kind of like that fear of the unknown you know the unknown of what's behind everyone's eyes what are they really thinking and doing and what are their true intentions and then we see them get to this point and what they've done to each other i don't know that that might have been like an interesting route to go about it if you think of it, that's it, it, kind of like how like Gone Girl is, and this is kind of like the inverse of Gone Girl, because instead of uh, a woman framing a man, it's a man, not necessarily framing a woman, but just making her life miserable and uh, faking his own death. Again, this is almost playing out like a creepy haunted house movie. She's going to the spooky attic. That's such a good jump scare. So, I can't decide if he left that there on purpose for her to find it, or if he was literally just leaving it there because he doesn't want to have that stuff on him as like evidence when he leaves the house. Uh, there, there's her architecture book. Spooky, spooky. Also, is this wallpaper like the hexagons? Yeah. Okay, I guess that means that he did want her to find the phone on purpose that he did leave it up there on purpose This was a really good trailer scene. I remember seeing this over and over in the trailers. Oh, there he is. Confirmation. Go get him. Go get him. Go get him. Come on. Come on. Get. Oh, my goodness. Her delay is in, in reacting is killing me.
This is nuts. See, how the fuck did that happen? How did the paint just stop there? Because, I mean, it was poured on him. That I don't understand. So I guess he's in the kitchen rinsing himself off. I just don't get how there wasn't enough paint to for us to follow him all the way there, but whatever. Now she's made a fucking mess. Now she's got paint in the hallway, in the sink, coffee's on the floor in the office. Ugh, this is going to be difficult to explain to James. Oh, shit. This is incredible. This is really good stuff. Why would you drop the weapon? Damn. This is such a good set piece. It's it's like like the first like real kinetic actiony part of this movie. And it it's Elizabeth Moss. I mean, I know she was like fighting with like green screen suited stunt stunt people but still this is just what what a performance i really like this and just the fact like we're seeing plates break against nothing ah that's incredible. This is so good. I, yeah, I don't. I mean, like, th this is terrifying because if you, even if you run out of the house and keep running, you don't know if he's onto you. You don't know if he, like, if he saw you go a certain direction. That's the scariest part.
You know what? That's pretty smart for her to pick up an Uber. Man, this poor Uber driver. How far is he driving? Goodness. Man, does this guy have like a fucking castle? Man, this guy's making fucking bank on this roundabout trip. Oh, I like, okay. I like the little kind of joke that his house is surrounded in glass, transparent things. Ha <laughs> ha. And again, it's just all kind of part of like the modern architecture, but you know, it it plays into the theme. I like it. What a view, holy shit. I didn't really get how close we were to, to the beach on in the opening of this. Oh poor buddy. Creepy basement. So, was this guy like an at-home scientist? Is this his lab? I don't know, that sound kind of reminded me of the, uh, the the Disney Channel movie Smart House. Because I think there's like a sound similar to that that the house makes. And you know, they're both like very, I don't know, high-tech movies. I can't. Yeah, I was just about to say, I can't tell if that's romantic or not. Mm. So, what cameras are seeing her hand? Oh, because they need to project it to the back of the suit. Okay, okay, okay. Mm. 
Yeah, she's kind of like, what is this? I'm honestly kind of surprised that this is her first time seeing this. This is so cool. Honestly, that's a sick suit. That would be a really cool Halloween costume. I don't know if people would get it, but that's super cool. Okay, well, Zeus is telling you that someone's there. Let's, let's chop chop. This is tense and terrifying. Just hearing the footsteps, following something that we can't see. It's real. God, it's so good. And the waves crashing down, it's like he you know, he's getting closer, doom is coming. Honestly, if I were her, I would just being in that closet, I'll just go ahead and just put the suit on and sneak out somehow. It would work. But I do like this little connection back to the start of the movie where she hid her go bag. That's where she's hiding the, the suit. Because that will pay off later on in the movie. I would still put it on now. Get him, Zeus. Get him, Zeus. Okay, so now we're running out. Come on, Elizabeth Moss. Let's get out of here. Ugh. I mean, this, this Lyft driver has just got to be like, who is this crazy person? Or maybe, just, eh, this isn't my worst. <laughs> also, I wonder how the Invisible Man got there, because wouldn't the Lyft driver 
possibly, I don't know, I guess that doesn't matter. Do you think he keeps his suit on when he's driving? <laughs> Just to, like, freak people out even more? What a jerk. Her sister is a jerk. Honestly, this looks like a pretty cool restaurant. <laughs> this looks like a fun place to go out for a date. There's like standing area, dining area. I don't know, this looks like a fun place to be. Mm, waiters always interrupting conversations. Also, he has a pretty sick uh, sleeve tattoos. Or sleeves of tattoos. Tattoo sleeves. I'm so nerdy, I don't know what to call them. Oh my god. Oh snap. This is brutal. This sucks because her and her sister were just like burying the hatchet. She was starting to hear her out, and then this fucking shit happens. It's a great kill, great scene, shocking for so many reasons. You know, it's being in public, definitely a scene that we didn't think that was going to happen, and we just see this. Uh, it's just so good. And also, like, how the fuck do you explain this? How do you how do you fucking explain this to to, to the police? Would have been some shit if this is where the movie ended. <laughs> oh, God.
this almost like I know how this movie ends, so I I know it's not. But this almost could be one of those movies where it's just so bleak that there is no good thing from it. I love this. Her screaming, I see you. It's, it's, she's almost, you know, she's almost like being the crazy, psychotic Sarah Connor that we see in Terminator 2. We're all dead. Yeah, we are dead. I see you. Yeah, it's, it's great. I really wish that she would get a little bit, Elizabeth Moss would get a little bit more praise for this performance because I think it's such great. So, okay, so hear me out. This movie ends here. There's a part two, and part two kind of opens up with the staff of this, like, psychiatric ward where she's been staying, and they all kind of talk about how she thinks she's being stalked by this invisible man, and it's like her escape from it, and then she tracks down uh, Adrian. I think that would be good. Also, that little surprise thing, that was, I feel like that was really good because it, it would, I don't think it would have been as satisfying to leave the audience still guessing whether or not he's in there just to like give that further confirmation of just, yeah, he is the villain, he's an asshole, and he is in here with her. And I don't know, I feel like, I don't know why, but I feel like it's more satisfying just knowing that at this late into the movie. Oh, I forgot about the email thing. She does seem like a crazy person. You spilled coffee grounds and paint all over my fucking house. No, no, Cecilia, do not blame yourself for this. Not at all. This isn't on you.
Oh yeah, this is a good turn. This was a good turn. Oh, it's it's not it's not the reveal that she's pregnant, but what she does with this information is a uh, clever to to turn it again or use it against uh, Adrian in, in in a few moments. It's also interesting that we don't but we didn't see the the per the person that was asking these questions for a little bit to me it's still kind of a way of still you know visually story storytelling of how she is isolated and she's hearing and seeing things that other people aren't Hey, look, there's an air hockey table. I would love to play some air hockey. Do you, though? You fucking asshole. This is a good conversation. I like this. This is a very much a conversation of who has the power. And he just ignores it. I love this. You know, he's coming in with the power of holding the money over her head. And she comes in with this power of, you're just a fucking spineless jerk.
and then he drops this little trump card here. How will she go back to him? Who, I don't know what come back to him means, because if he comes back, then, like, won't people know that he faked his own death? And I feel like that's got to be against the law or something. I don't think she wants a life like her old one. Yeah, fuck you. Ooh, sneaky, sneaky, getting the little golden pen. We'll be watching. Oh, God, that's so ominous. And it's also kind of like confirmation of like, yep. He is alive, and he's watching you. Also, I wonder how she was confident that Adrian wasn't in there. Like... If he is in there, or if he was in there, wouldn't it, wouldn't he have watched her grab the pen? Maybe maybe it's not important. Maybe that's not important. I don't know. I love <laughs> I love how you can see the exit sign through the the door. It's kind of uh I don't know, it's just interesting. It's almost like mocking her. Hey, the exit's right here. 
Oh, that's what the ticky tack was for. Or not ticky tack, sticky tack was for. Very clever, Elizabeth Moss. Damn. This is so... Oh, God! Ow! 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 Get him! Oh, here comes another good action sequence. Yeah, dude's like, the fuck? Damn. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Let's get out, let's get out, let's get out. Damn fucking pinballing, gosh. I wonder if that's why they make those people wear like the very slick clothing so that they can slide them on the floor with ease like that. I'm not sure if those two are dead, but that looked like that hurt a lot. Damn, I, I love I love how the camera just follows them like that. She's trying to help you out, bud. That was a good scream by him. That was a really good yell. 10 out of 10 yell from that cop. That is spooky. What a dick. That was a cool sequence, though. It was kind of very Terminator-like. Come on, go get him.
Man, this music is really picking up. It's really good. Also, I I feel like that the the cameras would have been able to pick up all these doors and stuff opening by themselves to help her case some. And wouldn't we be able to see the outline of him in the rain? Because at least in the first, the original movie, he talked about how you can't go out in the rain because you'll be able to see the outline of him. Let's go. Come on, Elizabeth Moss. Yeah, the sound design is so good with the headphones I'm wearing right now. Just watching this movie with headphones is really great because like, the rain right now is just so good. Gosh. Oh, that was a good jump scare. That's a threat. I really wonder if... If they had uh, Oliver Jackson Cohen in the suit, like in doing the green screen stuff, I kind of hope that they did. Cause he's a great actor, and that would suck if, you know, he wasn't. Well, at the same time, there's like really good, like I don't know what to call them, like miming actors. These like motion capture people. So they need jobs too. I really need to watch all like the bonus material on this Blu-ray.
Shoot him. Oh, wait. Yeah, okay, yeah, that is Damien. I, I, I couldn't tell if that was... Or Adrian, fuck! Sorry. I couldn't tell if that was Adrian or not. <laughs> oh, look, there's a jigsaw. There, there's little jigsaw graffiti on the wall. Because Lee 1L wrote Saw. He always does that. And so does James Wan. Oh, this is so good. I love the like you know the 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 ticking clock chase. Oh, spooky, spooky. I really hope that one day we kind of get. A movie like this but it's played as you can't tell if, if if it is a haunted house or if you have like invisible squatter in your house uh, I would I would really enjoy that type of movie Now, he got here pretty quick. Do the smart thing here, Storm. Look at those nails. She has some long, manicured, painted nails. Uh, really smart person. Oh, damn. I like th I like that we get this little fight sequence here with James and his daughter. It's kind of like a nice little side quest or kind of little commercial break from the Elizabeth Moss story. Now this part is pretty brutal because James gets the shit beaten out of him. Come on, come on, Sydney, you gotta get up and do something. In this music, ugh. It's so good. And this is brutal with the blood splatter. I mean, she's got to get up and, like, do something.
fuck. And he's like the heavy. He's like the the person that you definitely don't want to, to, to go down. Because he's a big dude that can really be helpful. Fuck you. In the chest. Ooh, she got him. What a cool... Okay, now that's the Halloween costume. That suit with the white torso and blood streaks, bullet wounds. That's the costume. The brother? This is when... I started to think, wait, was it his brother the whole time? Back at Adrian's house. This music is really something else. kind of almost sounds like it belongs in like an alien movie i don't mean like the franchise alien i mean like like a rival something like that that's good here too No. True. Yeah. It's really crazy how much there's still 20 minutes left in this movie. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to notice that she's already kind of starting to feel... She's already starting to show a little bit more confidence. I like that. I don't know, it's kind of like she's defeated an extension of him. She's already defeated at least his brother.
I really do want to see that. That girl go to uh, the fashion school that she wants to. She's already been through so much. She needs to get out of here. It's so brave of her to call him, really. Now, this is when stuff gets really awesome. Because now, you know, Oliver Jackson Cohen, welcome back to the movie. Because now we get to see your beautiful face. See, this is this is like even kind of manipulative to the audience because we're kind of seeing how he's stuttering. He's acting like he's uh, I don't want to say starstruck, but he's acting like he's nervous around a pretty girl or a pretty woman, I should say. Um, and you're kind of going, oh, you know, he, he he's maybe a little goofy, a little cute, but um, no, he's a fucking murderer. I don't know, at least, at least I was getting that the first time I watched this. I was kind of like, oh, he is kind of just this goofy guy, but he's awful that he did this. Sushi, steak, and pasta. Protein! Reminder of, you know, the cameras. <sighs> that doesn't make her special. Also, okay, so here's the thing. He's not even, like, committed to the lie that his brother set everything up. His brother kidnapped him. He's going straight to, hey, I'm shitty. I'm trying to make amends. I don't know. I I guess maybe there's no point because he knows that she knows. But at least try to commit to your lie, buddy. I kind of like this dress she's wearing. Kind of like the the, the non-matching shoulder thing. I don't know what to call it. <laughs> and those wine glasses look 
hideous. I'm sorry. I just... Ugh. Okay, now he's trying to try to commit to the lie. Hmm. Bullshit. Mm. She got James on the wire listening in the surveillance van. It's a good plan. Nope. You think you do because you think that you control her. What a good way to like fit that hint in. I like that. I like this thread of surprise throughout this movie. This is good. Because remember, folks, she hid that uh, invisible suit. Who wants sink faucets like that in their house? Who? It's like what you get at like a baseball game with like the troughs. It's and by troughs, I mean like I don't know how many people have been to like minor league baseball games, but in the men's restrooms, the urinals are just troughs, and that's what that makes me think of because the sinks all kind of like drain and in together. I like this. Now we're just looking at empty space from his POV. Oh, that was so fucking rad. Fuck you, Adrian. This is so good. Also, there's the sound of him gurgling.
Ooh. Fucking yes. That's a middle finger. That is uh that's so good. And she just watches him die and choke on his own blood. Well, I guess he's not choking on his own blood, he's just bleeding to death, but still it's fucking rad. That's so satisfying. It's it really is so satisfying. I love this and He's like, oh shit, you fucking crazy. But, alright. I'll. I guess I'm just gonna let that one slide. I'm not really sure he did. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Does she still get his money? I can't remember if they like finished that or not. Well, because now he's alive, but then he died again. So, did he keep her in his will? I guess maybe not, because his brother was the one doing all that. He did. Oh, this music is so good. I love how this is ending. And that is the Invisible Man from 2020, starring Elizabeth Moss, directed by Lee Wanell, and also screenplay and story by Lee Wanell. That is it. I hope that everybody enjoyed the movie, enjoyed watching it with me, listening to the commentary. Thank you so much for, for doing this, spending your evening or morning or afternoon, whenever you like to watch movies doing this if you like it please reach out on instagram let me know uh you know if, if you did this if you enjoyed it uh, you can find me on instagram and twitter at Brooker horror 
And I again, I want to say, um, apologize that the commentary wasn't uh, super... I wasn't super uh, blabbery throughout the movie, just because, I don't know, there's a lot of quiet moments of us just, you know, tracking Elizabeth Moss throughout this movie, so it's not too much to say, but I still hope that you enjoyed it. I really like this movie. I think I'm still gonna... I don't know if I'm going... I, uh, my, my letterbox grade was four and a half stars. Uh, I'm starting to think maybe I should go down to a four. Not because of anything specific, but I don't know. Eh, I, maybe I'll keep it at four, at four and a half. But anyways, thank you again, everybody, for listening. Please share me with a friend. Follow me on Twitter Instagram at Brooker Horror. Please consider checking out my Buy Me a Coffee page at buymeacoffee.com slash Horror. I want to thank Shelly for being a part of my skeleton crew. Thank you so much, Shelly. Your support means the world to me. If you want to be like Shelly and get early access to episodes, bonus movie commentary tracks, uh, and my monthly uh, monster newsletter, head to buymeacoffee.com slash Horror or just buy me a coffee once and you'll be able to join for a month. All right, everybody, thank you so much, and next week we'll begin my run of interviews with lots of people talking about horror tropes. I will see you on the flip side. Watch some good movies. Bye.